Hi, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman, and this is Mind Over Magic. We're coming at you with the final episode of 2020. A little bit of a Christmas wrap-up, and we are going to tell you the top, the top 10 moments of 2020 from our perspective. Yeah, and we're excited. Actually, I think this is going to drop on the first day of 2021. So it's a end of 2020, start of 2021. And I think we're all looking forward to uh, a fresh start uh, after this uh, crazy year we've had, for sure. This drops on January 1st, which also happens to be the premiere date of season three, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, just wanted to get that in there in the first 40 seconds. <laughs> for all of our fans who are solely listening just for our Cobra Kai commentary. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Are you going to binge it all in one day? Is that your New Year's Day plan? Yeah, pro- I mean, I think it did Netflix when they release things, they come out right at midnight, right? Which I think in the West Coast means 9 p.m. Is that wrong? Oh, I, I don't know. It's always a uh, kind of up in the air with those drop because I have no idea. Sometimes I stay up late and then they're they're there and sometimes they're not. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I think it's kind of it like is. when we release these podcasts. It's like whenever I hit the button, it goes. <laughs> you know that famous meme of the the guy with his girlfriend, but the girl he's looking back yeah. at some other girl, of and course. the girlfriend's yeah. looking disgusted at him. There was one that said like Cobra Kai fans was him, mm-hmm. and it said, and looking at the you know the girl in the distance, it said. Uh, you know, watching Cobra Kai on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day or whatever, binging it. And then the girlfriend, it said, uh, you know, wanting to celebrate New Year's traditional way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which he so wasn't he, interested in. He's distracted by, yeah, the, the, the Netflix drop of the new season. <laughs> so I screenshot it and showed it to Tiana. And how did she feel about that? She saw the humor, luckily. Okay, good. <laughs> but was also like, no, Matt, no, we're going to celebrate <laughs> Yeah, I might have to just like watch it by myself in a doghouse. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but speaking of holidays, uh, you know, Christmas just passed. How was your Christmas? What did you do? Well, my brother-in-law Tommy is here, so mm-hmm. we just hung out, kept it low-key, did yeah. some gifts, did some food, and that was that. I mean, as you become older and adult, I guess Christmas is less about the gifts, or maybe more about giving than right. receiving, but still overall less about gifts in general. Sure. But it Waking was up early and all that stuff is not as important, you know, to get there yeah. at the crack of dawn to see what presents Santa left you. Yeah, but first time in five years to not be working and yeah. doing two shows on Christmas and wow. Christmas Eve and so on. So uh, I, I really uh, appreciated that. Uh, how about you? That's great. Yeah, I went home just to see my mom. We kept things very small, uh, kind of hung out, uh, watched some movies that we could get into in a moment here. But, um, you know, I had a nice dinner. And then um, similar to what we did with Thanksgiving is I went over to see my niece, but we kept things outdoors and socially distanced. And uh, it was a little trickier to do this year because of uh, the big rainstorm in the Northeast. And it was like downpour for, <laughs> for all of Christmas Day. And uh, so we had a little tent set up in uh, my brother's porch that we could exchange gifts and everything like that. But uh, it was funny because I we didn't I didn't really know the plans for like what we we're doing as a family. So I was like up late wrapping presents and all that stuff for the. For I thought you early meant in a hip hop sense. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> uh, no, I was up late wrapping presents. Uh, 
for uh for for like early morning and then we didn't end up like going over to the backyard party for like till like 4 p.m and it's like i could i could have slept i could have slept <laughs> i could have wrapped on christmas day that's really cutting it close even for me to be wrapping on christmas day i'm glad you didn't <laughs> yeah well it was a combined christmas and hanukkah presents so i was already delayed on that so we do we do all we do all the holidays or both of the holidays or whatever I, yeah. I feel a little silly asking this as an adult, but we, we kind of talk, talk to each other about that. We're going to maybe talk about gifts a little bit here. Yeah. Did, are there any noteworthy gifts you got to mention here? I have one that's of interest to you for sure. Uh, I mean, I got some great ones, but one you are going to be excited about too. So when we can meet again in person, we'll have to play this. But my mother. Is it yeah. a video game? No, it's a, oh. it's a board game or card game. It's the Impractical Jokers card game. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that existed. I, don't, I didn't either. <laughs> Very I, cool. I know you're friendly with those guys. You actually turned me on to the show. That was one of the uh, the Mattisms that I was like, no, this can't be good. Matt's probably watching it. And I <laughs> finally watched it. I was like, no, he's right on this one. <laughs> Fair. And, um, and uh, yeah, it seems like a kind of a mix between like a Cards Against Humanity type game, but while you're playing, you have like hidden tasks you've got to do or say, kind of like the, the show. So uh, I haven't looked into the rules or if that's accurate at all, but uh, that's, that's the, at a glance, that's what it looked like, and I'm, I'm excited to try it out. Very cool. Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something else because the only one thing I was going to mention was a game also, but it's a video game. Oh, what video game did you get? And By the way, I did the... get other nice presents from my family members, but mostly like to help with the move and you know, practice. Yeah, things. no, it's, yeah. Diff- yeah. it's different when you, you know, yeah. we're not children anymore, even though we are at heart. But just to get it in uh, for the second one in five minutes here, the Cobra Kai video game for the Nintendo oh. Switch. <laughs> You know, I was look, I was looking at that, and I was wondering if you were gonna get that or not. Oh, I sure did. I received it on Christmas. How, did have you played it? Is it good? I yeah. So I already <laughs> I won the game as Cobra Kai. Now I'm working through as Miyagi Do. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Seems, seems like you're very productive in your holiday break. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. Once I can unpack my uh, game systems, I'm sure I'll be playing some more of those and i'll have to check out cobra kai yeah yeah i mean it's, a, it's almost like a double dragon type game fantastic Love does that it. make sense yeah 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 i know double dragon yeah of course yeah. of course yeah yeah <laughs> now i don't know I, i'm excited to jump into the 10 best moments of mm. all time for 2020 right. but well, i just want to wanna... mention a couple of the movies did, have, did you watch oh, yeah, any yeah, of the please. christmas movies that came out like there's these big this was the first time these big blockbusters were just like put out on streaming services for free uh, because Disney Plus did that model with Mulan where you're already a member of Disney Plus, but then you'd have to pay extra for Mulan that was supposed to be in theaters. But um, what is it? Is it is it uh, Warner Brothers that was just like, oh, we're going to just release our hit movies that were supposed to be in theaters on like HBO Max. HBO, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then Disney also released uh, their Pixar film as well. So I watched three movies. One one was not a new one. Me and my mother rewatched Greatest Showman. Did you see that one? Did you in the theater? In yeah. The theater. Did you like yeah, it? It was great. I yeah. did. Did you not? No, the music's great. I think it's just interesting that they kind of like. Disney-fy Barnum's story because I think he's a controversial and interesting figure as is, but it's also kind of like 
The Greatest Showman, and even like I think there was a musical Barnum too, where it kind of like is a fanciful version of him, and it's like that's exactly how Barnum would like to portray himself and keep his legend going. So that's kind of interesting. But it was my first, uh, my mom's first time seeing it. She liked it a lot. And like I said, the music's really good. But I think the two big ones that came out on Christmas Day, did you see either Soul, the Pixar movie, or Wonder Woman 84? I haven't heard of either one. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't even heard of them? Neither, dear. You've heard of Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, like it was an old movie in the 90s or something. Wow, you didn't even know about the newest Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot? No. (laughs) No. Okay, well, you don't really have to see the first one to see the second one. uh, It's just uh, all you need to know is the reactions are very mixed. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) People either loved it or hated it. I think most people were more towards the hate side. I could see some merits of it, but it was a long movie. It was like two and a half hours long um, and definitely needed an editor. But uh, I won't, we won't <laughs> go into spoilers here. Uh, okay. But uh, I do recommend if you check out the movie Soul. I, I love that movie. It's really, really, really fun. And it's kind of in the vein a little bit. Did you see Inside Out? No, I've never heard of that. Oh, man, <laughs> your movie knowledge is so lacking. Did you notice I tried to graze right past the yeah, movie I section? I was like, yeah, so the 10 best things in 2020. <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 movies. Oh, yeah, movies. So I should have been uh, pretty proud that you actually heard and watched Greatest Showman, <laughs> that movie yes, that came out years should have, ago. <laughs> should have been a celebration there. <laughs> well, if do yourself a favor. Watch Soul. It's about music. It's got some, like afterlife connotations to it too um i'm just curious what you would think and uh i think you'd like it i saw a movie um that was uh, a christmas movie this year i saw fred claus fred claus was that the vince vaughn one yeah but then i also saw the ref which is a christmas movie oh i don't know you're not I'm... familiar with the ref uh remind kevin me. spacey in the 90s like 93 oh, 94 well. That's probably no? why I didn't watch it. Uh, is, it I, <laughs> is he a controversial figure now? I don't know. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> what happened with him now? Was Let's it not get into thing? it in the pod. We'll talk off the pod. <laughs> was it that bad? It's obviously public. Oh, he was basically, like, canceled. He was, like, kicked off of House of Cards after, like, you know, allegations and uh I've never seen House him. of Cards. What was he accused of? Uh, really? He's going into, like, you know, real dark stuff here, man. <laughs> It's that bad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'll send you a link. Or, or you can't just say a word that would send me in the right direction. Because right now, uh, I don't know if he murdered somebody. Oh, not murder. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> sexual allegations and okay. uh, yeah, yeah, all this other bad stuff. But uh, oh, it's ringing a bell now that you're saying it. But anyway, it was sure. called the ref, and I enjoyed <laughs> the movie. Yeah, I'll send you a link to the 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 always annual creepy Kevin Spacey check in, and now that he's been canceled, where he's trying to stay relevant. Oh, geez. All right, cool. <laughs> I look forward to checking it out. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, My okay. Question- so you saw a couple of Christmas movies. That's good. I did. Yeah, the, the Fred Claus and the Ref, and then obviously the regulars, the Christmas Story, Home Alone. Those are always just constantly playing in the oh, background. Yeah. Yeah, Rudolph absolutely. and all kinds of things going on that Tiana puts on. That's great. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a good way to get into the holiday spirit for sure, just to mm-hmm. connect with all those uh, classic movies and such. Uh, but I think we should look forward to uh, 2021 by wrapping up 2020. 
And yeah. uh, we kind of agreed we were going to do a top 10 moments. Uh, these could either be like personal moments or things that happen in the world. I mean, it, let's be honest. 2020 was not the best year for a lot of people, uh, you know, being stuck with this pandemic. But I think th- our plan was to try and look on the bright side of things and, and cherish moments that were good, despite, uh, you know, how difficult times have been. Um you know, staying at home and just so many people affected by the pandemic as well. Uh, but uh, so we, we both came up with five moments uh, and uh, they could be the same because we have not discussed this. So it might be less than 10, although I do have a few other bonus ones uh, we can add too. So uh, do you want to get us started there, Matt, with either a personal or or global uh, moment, top 10? Moment? Absolutely. So 2020 is almost over. Yes. And that's my full list. You're next. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole thing. You're just happy it's over. (laughs) No, no, no. That's not a real one. Um, I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll hit you with one here. Let's see. All right. I'm going to start with... I'm going to start with an interesting one. I don't know if you have this one. I was going to save it to the end, but I'm just going to hit it right up the top. This is a personal one. Mm-hmm. 2020 something i'm more thankful for is just that i'm excited about is starting this cast yeah i had that on the list oh. uh, as a bonus though <laughs> you better dig into that bonus bucket <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 this was i mean we've been talking about uh obviously wanting to do something like that and we realized our conversations are fascinating other people might want to listen to them because we do talk a lot about you know magic stuff performance stuff and just catch up on you know, two friends uh, who are on opposite sides of the country uh, connecting. So, you know, we finally pulled the trigger. We had time to do it and learn how to do it. And uh, we're still learning. And, uh, you know, we appreciate all of you who are listening to this and making this possible as well, uh, keeping us going, keeping us motivated to, to meet every week. And, uh, and uh, you know, we're just going to keep it going. Uh, and uh, hopefully it goes up from here. And, uh, you know, we keep building our community and, and just having fun and having people listen listen to our bantering about uh, various things from Magic to Cobra Kai. You're up. <laughs> what, what, do you, what, what do you got for 2020 here? Uh, oh, that's a tough one to, to top there. But uh, I, I kind of went chronological because uh, this time last year, Uh, I was starting the trip, uh, but I finished it in 2020, uh, at the the first week of January. Uh, it was my first trip to the UK and, uh, I was there. Yeah. I was there for my buddy Colin's wedding in Edinburgh. Um, and then I went down to London and I got to see a bunch of shows, uh, explore, see all the sights, um, you know, I saw uh, magic related. I saw, which I'm glad I saw it when I did, because obviously with theater closing down this year and the fate of a lot of theater shows are up in the air. But I saw the show Magic Goes Wrong while it was in previews um, that, uh, you know, Penn and Teller helped work on. And uh, it's the uh, the play that goes wrong, guys, that uh, basically they put on a performance and everything goes wrong during it. All And it's a very funny comedy farce, but this one happens to be magic related. Uh, and it was a, it was a blast to see, especially the mentalist character who I uh, was uh, like crying with tears over. <laughs> it was very, very funny. Awesome. Yeah. So that's that, that whole trip is, is one highlight for me, I would say. No, I think that's a fantastic highlight. I'm, I'm going to, 
I also miss traveling because yeah, traveling this Miss year traveling, was very, yeah. very uh, lacking <laughs> compared to what we used to do. <laughs> I'm going to piggyback because it's tangentially related, which is a word I learned on this podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I think part of looking at this list that I made, part mm-hmm. of it is is appreciating kind of the smaller things or finer things. It's I think if 2020 were a different year, the list would be a little bit more flashy, flashy and a little bit more exciting, mm-hmm. but probably a, a little bit more um, introspective. Shallow is not the word. Say that again. Introspective. I, I think if it were a different, if it were a normal year, I think my list would have been a little bit more superficial. That's oh, the word. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Whereas I think kind of like I'm able to appreciate some of the smaller things here. Um, and I w- I'll give this one now. This is gonna. I don't. I don't want this to sound like. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump to that one later. I'm doing this one now. Uh, this <laughs> one is. I put enjoying 7 p.m. and the holidays. So in other words, normally I'm working at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be able to not be working in the evening, especially during the summertime, this was fantastic. That's dinner time. That's also mm-hmm. the time in Vegas when it's really, really hot in the summer. But seven o'clock, it's beautiful outside. Normally, right. I'm in a dark theater at that time. So to be able to go for a walk with my wife, walk the dogs, have a little family dinner and just do things that are outside of what I'm normally being used to being able to do uh that was a, it was exciting for me. And not only that, I think it sort of relates to a lot of people during this time is just being able to have more family time in and more home time in. And hopefully that's a good thing as opposed to something uh, where you just want to run out. I just want to clarify you saying enjoying 7 PM is not a dig at you doing your show normally at 7 PM. That's not, it is definitely not. No, (laughs) that's funny. You say that because I I love doing the show. It's just interesting because the show is always in the evening. I never even really knew what, it's when you only have a day off or two days off from from that you you you, you use them so differently like that's your mm-hmm. one day if you need to go to california for the day to do something or it's your one day to get this done or that done yeah. you you really can't stop breathe and with- relax in the mm-hmm. same way as when you yeah. have every night available to do that <laughs> for uh, 10 months yeah, exactly. But no, it really is amazing. Even now, it's just, it's just, it's really mm-hmm. something else. It's not something I ever imagined having at my disposal in the immediate future. So, absolutely, that's great. Um, I really like that, and I'm gonna piggyback off of that because uh, it kind of relates to um, you know just just because of the pandemic, uh, I've actually found time and also the means uh, through, you know, what we're doing right now with Zoom and all these meetings and video conferencing to uh, connect with a lot of people I wouldn't normally have connected with. Uh, You know, I remember at the start of this pandemic, like almost every social group was like, hey, let's do a Zoom meeting together. And, you know, all the college buddies jumped on and we did one or all, you know, my performer friends that were, you know, in... um, in you know the the college market where we're all just like what do we do and we were all just kind of commiserating together and even just like you know us having these weekly conversations back and forth you know connecting more than we we have in the past and it's kind of funny because it's like this technology existed before the pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> and we could have we could have been doing it i think it's just the you know coupled with the time and the uh the inkling of feeling kind of trapped at our own homes we wanted to connect even more and uh, hopefully that that will stay you know coming forward after the, you know we're allowed to leave our homes again uh, 
Couldn't agree more. No, I, I, I think it's already lessened, though, right? I kind of miss those gatherings. I feel like I don't do them now the way that I was doing them when we first started. Yeah, well, some of them, when you have too many people, it's like, oh, this is just uh, mayhem, and what is even the point? <laughs> you know, it's like right, there's so right. many people, no one can get a get a word in. But uh, if you can keep the group small, I found that's pretty pretty good and uh, still still uh, ways to connect. And, and boy, have we been playing so many, uh, you know, Jackbox games still. <laughs> and, uh, all these, like, video, you know, ways to connect with friends and play games online. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, it helps for sure. Yeah. Another one related to that uh, as a separate one is being able to adapt and seeing how well people have adapted. Uh, I have that exact can... same one. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, magician community is a good example. Magicians have really done a great job of adapting very quickly to this new environment, as have other unrelated businesses. They've really shifted from, you know, being a dine-in restaurant to only doing to-go and things like that. And that shift is not easy, and there's hardships that go along with that. But it's really impressive to see the resilience of people, magicians in particular, because that's what we're close to. Yeah, yeah. It's just we were faced with these challenges, and uh, the way people have been able to adapt to, to meet those challenges. And there's a lot of creativity as well that's come out of this, I think. Um, you know, we're talking about, again, magicians in uh, particular, uh, finding the limitations. And I think that happens with all good art is, uh, you know, we, we I think we even mentioned the book, the, A Beautiful Constraint, is when you have... Uh, you know, the, the boundaries that you're not able to surpass or you have these limitations set upon you, you have to find new ways to get creative and to do what you need to do. And uh, we've definitely seen that um, during this pandemic. And I think that's just that speaks to the human nature that I, you know, that part of us all that, you know, we can we can if we dig down deep, find solutions to these uh, things that seem unsurmountable. Un- un- I can't even say that word. Unsurmountable. There we go. That's it. <laughs> Do you want to dig into your bonus bucket since I took yours? Uh, Well, no, I still have more. I think that was only three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, uh, along with human resilience and just the human spirit and and overcoming challenges, uh, I definitely think a top moment of 2020 – was the uh, the Black Lives Matters protest that we saw hit uh, around, and you know, from from someone, you know, uh, two white guys talking to each other, <laughs> you know, uh, I think uh, you know it, it's it's uh, I'm definitely an ally to the cause, and and even how aware of a lot of the problems I was, I found you know throughout this year, a lot of the things that I thought were true were being challenged as well, and that to know that there's a lot more for me to do and for me to consider and um you know we, i i just like everyone doing the work as well you know putting in the work uh to uh help correct a lot of these uh, injustices that are happening and just the um, the amount of people that have gathered and supported and were marching in the streets and and you know obviously there's people that were looking to the negatives of the the looting and stuff but that's not what that cause was about really it was about the people um, getting together to get their voices heard and even putting themselves at risk uh, because they knew a pandemic was happening. Uh, but to, um, to to understand that risk and to even show how po- important and potent their voices are um, to to risk, uh, you know, being in large groups during a pandemic to show how important that cause is. And I, it's yeah, very I think it's inspiring. A- yeah. 
I, no, I think it's inspiring how you mentioned in particular, like how much knowledge you had of it, but there was still so much more that you hadn't known. Yeah. And there's yeah. still so much we don't know. And I think that's, that's kind of part of, part of the message. Right. Exactly. Of, of the movement. And, and uh, it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. And just the use of social media and all like everyone who, you know, was not, you know, mansplaining or whatever the equivalent is, you know, but to just get the information out and to share it and to, you know, be good allies to each other. I mean, that was I mean, the craziest. And I just hope that momentum, you know, doesn't fade away completely. Obviously, the protests and the, everything has kind of uh, diminished a bit in the media and throughout the year where we are now. But I think, I hope that spirit still inspires people going forward and some real change can happen. So sure. Absolutely. You are up. Follow that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is one I was going to mention earlier. Uh, it's podcast related, but not this podcast. There's been a couple of instances where I've been listening to a podcast or an interview, for for example, I have two two that I'm going to cite here. One was just this past uh, a few days ago, and it was Lance Burton. He was on uh, John Katzlamidi's podcast, the the podcasts. Mm. Yeah. And the, I I don't want this to sound like in a bragging way, and it doesn't really matter to me if it does come off that way because that's not what it is. <laughs> Lance Burton was being interviewed and unprompted just sort of when asked about Vegas magicians mentioned my name, which I wasn't expecting. You know, I didn't know when I, when I had listened, I'd chosen to listen to it. Um, And this is an example of one of those smaller things in life, but I can't tell you how, I mean, he went on for a minute or two with the essence of saying very, very nice things. And the same thing also happened to me, Maybe a month ago, I was listening to an interview of Tellers on the Vanishing Ink podcast, The Insider, mm-hmm. and my name unprompted came up in a way that uh, that I had helped him with magic that he was working on and vice versa. Oh, that's great. And mentioned something kind about me as a performer and so on. And those things, when they happen, it's like little kid Matt doesn't even believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, All it's outrageous yeah. <laughs> when you accidentally sort of encroach the space that you're interested in does that make sense it's one thing to meet your heroes it's another and to work and to work with your heroes it's another to like to 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 be caught off guard like in the teller example it was late at night and i was so moved by it that i like couldn't go to sleep after that wow and like the lance burton thing i wanted to like send it to my mom (laughs) you know what i mean like you wouldn't believe it if you saw me as a child running around the house putting post-it notes saying Lance Burton special comes out in three days all over the house and then two days and then one day and blah, blah, blah. It was like, it was almost like a Cobra Kai coming out on Netflix. (laughs) Um, (laughs) To me, it's, it's sort of this strange, it's, it really is a strange thing where it's like an out of body experience to hear him say things like that. And Um, that was really, really special. And sometimes those little moments are the most special part of your year, maybe particularly in 2020. I don't know, but I think those things should be special all the time. 
Absolutely. And I don't think that comes across as bragging at all. I mean, it's, it's you're getting respect from people you've admired and, uh, you know, uh, and you feel accepted into this community. I mean, you, you know, being I think when you started your show being the youngest magic headliner, you know, in Las Vegas, I mean, that's that's to say something. Uh, you know, that you're accepted into that community of all these legends that have made their careers here. You know, that's uh, that's something to be proud of. I think bragging would be that if you put all those quotes on your website. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take those down. I got to take them down. <laughs> totally. Post- no, I totally I, I totally agree with you. Posting about Facebook, Zoom bragging. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's good. That's, I, that's I, awesome, man. Yeah, no, it was Thrilled so cool. And I wanted to include this one, too. There was a, I, I had it on my list originally, but then I went back and checked. It was late 2019. was a, a Copperfield one as well yeah, on, on, the, on that same podcast, uh, on his own interview with podcasts. And I was like, that's, like, unbelievable to me. That's, that's something awesome. that young Matt doesn't understand. And, and it just takes you out of the whole thing. I'm a fan of magic. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I, I didn't have this listed, but it ties into, you know, um, me uh, kind of starting the, the, the or taking over the editorship of this newsletter for the Psychic Entertainers Association, too. And I'm getting those sm- uh, on a smaller scale, but uh, uh, being able to reach out to these uh, performers that I've admired my whole career and just being like, hey, Max Maven, can you write an article for me and having a conversation with him or, or you know, these legends. Totally that are all, you know, that I just look up to. And it's it's amazing to think, like, when we were young, that, like, would we ever expect we were going to be this kind of, um, you know, accepted into the community and, and on, like, a first-name basis with these people. Uh, yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because we admire it. Yeah. We admire them or it or whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's like be, re- reading a comic book every day and then opening it one day and you're you're a character in it. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's like, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> I've like somehow encroached on this world that I enjoy. Right, you know? right, yeah. So. <laughs> that's great. I'm losing so. track of where we even are in our top 10. So it's a top 10 I think there are only two left, right? One for you, one for me? Sure. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I think I think that's true. I do have a bonus. Uh, then um, I'm going to say moving into my own place. This is a recent one. Uh, but yeah, that's all, a big one. I like that one. Also, just loving having my own place and... Again, not having roommates, especially especially when things got super busy at the beginning of the fall for me when I was doing, you know, all those uh, virtual shows. Like I just felt guilty at the same time that I was like, you know, I needed to make a living, but also <laughs> I was interrupting, you know, the normal living space where we're all we're trapped together. So uh, just having that sigh of relief. And now that like the majority of the move is all finished, this comes out on the first. So I will be officially closed out of my old place uh, and just all my stuff here and I've started to unpack and it's starting to feel a little bit like my own, you know, home now. And, uh, I'm just thrilled, uh, to finally be here. Yeah. I think that's, 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 that's a big my, one. I uh, like that. That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a big life change. And yeah. It, Especially after seven years being in the same apartment, having your own yeah. place. Yeah. With no offense to Jacob Williams and friends. Yes, of course. My former roommate, Jacob, and other friends. <laughs> you, you can go back and listen to our interview with Jacob and check out his comedy special. We'll give him another my, free plug there. My last one's a quick one. It's just the opportunity to learn, read, and grow, which I've had more time to do than ever, and, and meditate as well. Um, 
that to me has been like totally invaluable. So mm-hmm. I, I'll, I don't know if this is a bonus or the 10th cause again, lost track, but I'll, I'll throw my last one here. Uh, and something I look forward to uh, coming in 2021, 2022 for sure is uh, the day before the pandemic really hit March 13th, March 14th around there where everything started to shut down that week. I went to a bunch of Broadway shows like prior to it. And I'm so glad I was able to uh, like take the time and sit in a theater and watch art and have that as the last like thing I was doing before everything was shut up, shut down and art was kind of taken away uh, because uh, I saw two amazing Broadway shows. I saw uh, To Kill a Mockingbird with Ed Harris as uh, Atticus Finch. And it was just so powerful and so interesting, especially since the, uh, you know, as we mentioned before, the, the Black Lives Matter protests leading up and during the summer, it was just like uh, a lot of the same content uh, kind of primed me for that and uh, just amazing performances. But the other show, the last show I saw right before was uh, Come From Away. Have you, uh, do you know anything about the show? No. So Come From Away is the story about a small um, Canadian town, uh, I believe in Newfoundland, I could have that wrong. Uh, but they, I think, yeah, I think it's Newfoundland. Uh, it was the day of 9-11, and all these planes were grounded midair, and all these passengers just were diverted away from the United States, landed in the small town, and it's a musical about the, the community accepting all of these people uh, into their community and uh, facing disaster and the the goodness of humans and the love for each other and the compassion and... Uh, I think it was such a interesting message and uh, maybe apropos to what we were about to face and, uh, you know, people coming together and facing these challenges, like we said. Um, so I, I think there's power in art and how it affects people. And, uh, you know, us being in showbiz, uh, you know, we look forward to getting back on stage and sharing our art with people. Uh, and that's it, it just that's been keeping me going throughout this whole pandemic is I think that the theater shows that happened right before this all went down. So uh, I was lucky. Yeah, I know. I know uh, the timing of it all was crazy. But uh, yeah, so those are those are my highlights of this year and keeping things positive. And obviously a lot of a lot of stuff was uh, was tough uh, and it's it's still tough for people. And, uh, you know, we just hope that uh, things turn around for 2021 and uh we get back to normal life at some point, and uh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there, man. So, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll have to now uh, start thinking as this upcoming year happens, what moments so we could do a list a year from right. now from twenty twenty one. Yeah, because so we'll make it a tradition. Things. Yeah, you forget yeah. from like you know what happened last January. I mean, I'm the same. Just time this year has been such a mess, and uh, and normally I do this too. Is uh, you know to try and remember the previous year. I, I tend to just go back through my calendar. I'm pretty good at putting important things or things that happen on my calendar so I can do a quick review and mm-hmm. see. Oh, especially when I was like traveling a lot. I'd be like, oh, I did go to that state. I remember that show and this show and that show. A little bit different this year, but just going through that calendar again and seeing those life moments, those are those are great. So, yeah. Yeah, very Matt, cool. are you ready for some riddles and trivia? 
Um, I know we've got to. Uh, I know we've got to get to. We've got an email that came in, but exactly. uh, we'll, that'll that'll have to wait till after the trivia. I'm excited to to hear about it. Okay, great. We'll do it after the trivia for sure. So, but first, let's do a diddle me this. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? All right, Matt, this might be a rapid fire because I know one of the things you didn't mention that you got better at in 2020 was your riddle ability. <laughs> it did not make the list, even in 2020, just to show you where I stand on it. So I have a, a few here. They might be rapid fire, uh, depending on how well you do with these. Uh, but the first one is, these are all relatively short. Um, what has to be broken before you can use it? And I should mention these are all submitted from my brother, Mark, uh, as well. He sent wow. me a, a bunch of these. So, yeah, 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 for sure. So what has You're to really be... really slacking off. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, uh, you know, I, I ask people to email uh, riddles, and people have been sending me riddles to, to, to give you. So, uh, Love but it. Here it is again. What has to be broken before you can use it? A seal. Uh, you're not talking the animal. No, I'm not. I mean the seal. <laughs> that got dark. Uh, <laughs> you know, a seal, like, that technically could work, but it's not what I was going for. Okay. This is an object, something you can hold, I'll say. Um, uh, um, a bomb bag? Like a stink bomb? <laughs> oh, boy. Again, we're getting dark here. What could be broken before? You just said bomb at first. Uh, no, but, bomb bag. <laughs> bomb you know what a bomb bag is, right? No. Is that it's a Rhode like Island It's like a stink term? bomb without the stink. What? You've never heard of a bomb bag? No, I have not. Okay, it's like, you know what a stink bomb is? Yeah. Yeah, it looks almost like a little, um, what was the drink that you stabbed the little straw through the little- a Capri Sun? Capri Sun, yeah. yeah. So it almost looks like a Capri Sun, and it's like, but it's flat, and then you squeeze it, and then it blows up, and you break it, it you know, you <laughs> like that, and then, it, and then it inflates slowly, and then it pops. Mm, You've okay. never heard of a bomb bag? No. Uh, All right. Well, you I, do have to break, the, break it before you use it. <laughs> well, I would call that there's a seal- Maybe there's multiple things that fit this uh, riddle, but I think I got to think a little bit more riddly. All right, a breakaway wand. <laughs> I'm just loving these answers. Just keep giving me more. There are these so are all... many. <laughs> um, uh, I'll say this is an everyday thing that people use often, and maybe oh, oh like a, a a beer bottle that you're gonna use as a weapon. <laughs> you know, people just do that everyday life. <laughs> That's what gave it away. As soon as you said something people do every day, then I got it. <laughs> I will say this is food related, and maybe because of your veganism, that's why it's not taking. This is taking too long. <laughs> taking too long. I got several answers right off the bat. What are you talking about? Um, so you're trying to say it's some kind of meat? Not meat per se. Oh, break it. Tangentially related to meat. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm not sure which, what you're looking for. Um, all right. If you had to make a instant cake, what are some of the processes you would do? Oh, an egg. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Got right. it. Got I'll it. give you that <laughs> because you had so many correct answers. All right. I think these, these ones are a little bit uh, uh, more direct, but also can be vague. And I'm curious if you have multiple answers here, too. What, yeah. is, what is full of holes but still holds water? 
What is full of holes but still holds water? That would be a um, like a watering can that has the spout <laughs> at the end with all the little holes. You know what I mean? Where you water the flower bed with it? I am liking the critical thinking part of this with your creative answers. Again, not, mean, what, not what I was expecting, but I think it does work. I think you're does. right. Yeah, it has a bunch of holes in it. But I would say it's completely full of holes. Oh, completely full of... what? What is it again? It's what is completely full of holes but holds water? That still holds water, yeah. I added the completely. The original was um, what is full of a, holes but still holds water. I would say like a, like a, a controversial theory could hold water, but you could still poke holes in it. I am clapping. I'm not sure if this is this is picking up on the podcast, but what a creative answer. It still holds water. <laughs> is that incorrect? I mean, is that not it? You I felt po- really strong I, I don't it. think if it still holds water, if you poke holes in it, I don't think that works for a theory, because if you're poking holes into a theater, it wouldn't hold water. It depends on your opinion. It depends on who, who's debating. All right. It depends if this is a conspiracy on Facebook or not. <laughs> Completely full of holes, but holds water. Yeah. Um, that would be like a, like a dam is a big hole and it has water. I think I think if a dam had holes in it, it would uh, okay. not be a dam. I guess those um, are controlled holes releases. Oh, I think oh. more of a common object, and I'll give you oh, a like an at- ice cube tray. It has like <laughs> those are little ditches. I don't think those are holes. A okay. hole would go right through it. Well, it was a stretch. Um, you're in the right area. Think kitchen. Maybe kitchen. By, what's by your sink usually? Oh. Uh, what do you What do you wash your plates with? You mean like the uh, the little spray thing? <laughs> what? what? Instead of a paper towel, you might wipe down a counter with this. A dish towel, <laughs> but more more square. A sponge. There you go. All right. <laughs> but I'm also giving now, you this. The sponge is, no no because the sponge's holes are no more holes than the ice cube tray really. <laughs> I mean, depends how how much you're using the sponge. I have some very holy sponges. I'm a little bit hurt you gave me the buzzer because watering can to me is more accurate <laughs> than a uh, sponge. Do you want to do another one? We'll do one more here. I'll okay. save another one because this one's uh this one's this one's definitely more in our vein of uh of riddles that you've been prepping for. Um what goes up but never comes down? I feel like the Sphinx right now just giving you like <laughs> Answer my riddles. What goes up and never comes down? I feel like th- this sounds like a very common riddle here. Yes. Goes up and never comes down. As you think about this, I'm gonna just place. Ha- it's not a- like a. It's not like a magician's ego or something, uh- right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Uh, I mean, you're also like. Your line of thinking isn't far off uh, in terms of something a little, uh, you know, intangible. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that is a funny answer. What goes up and never comes down. Yeah. I'm I'm struggling here. Uh, well, let's see. What's a good hint here? Um, I guess because the pandemic is lasting almost a full year now, if come March, 
Uh, I think everyone uh, maybe had a strange one of these this year, possibly on Zoom with with friends. Oh, is it your age? It's your age. Wow. <laughs> All right, good clue. I'll take a buzzer on that one. <laughs> no, I, I give it to you. I give it to you. <laughs> Just because oh. you felt bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But good job. Those were those were tricky. I think sometimes the shorter riddles are harder because there's just so much room for interpretation. Exactly. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, well, well that was a fantastic session. Are you ready for some trivia? Let's do it. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, 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 trivia, pressure, trivia time. I feel like this might be a classic trivia question, but I'm going to throw it at you. Let's do it. How many bones on average in the adult human body? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> All right, do you have choices for me? Or does yeah. It- yeah, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, do that. that yeah, choices. 132. Okay. 206. Mm-hmm. 304. Mm-hmm. 580. Okay. This I feel I should know this one, and I'm very sad. Like, this is something that, like, I would be able to rattle off. It's one of those trivia things that, like, I'm very disappointed I don't have it right at the ready. Uh, I definitely think the last two are too high, so I'm between A and B. Uh, it was 206 and what was A? What was the first one? 132. 132. That seems like too few. Let me go ahead and just start naming and counting all my bones. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One, two. Uh, uh, oh, let's see. Are those separate? Like if you have two shoulder blades, those are two, two separate ones, I guess. In each rib, uh, that's like, what, 26 right there? Uh <laughs> Let's see. I think it's 206. I'm going to go 206B. Yeah! (laughs) I had to logic it out, and I'm glad we didn't uh, have to go through each bone for our listeners. Although, (laughs) if we got to the fibula, tibia tibia thing, I think we'd have some real fun. People are so upset you got it right away. They really wanted the full list. (laughs) Yeah. Need like an Animaniacs kind of sing through each bone kind of thing like they do with the countries. Related. That's a reference that went right over. <laughs> related. No, uh, the only thing I know about Animaniacs is a theme song. There you go. All right. Related. Go ahead. Uh, the human bodies. This is your next question here. The okay. human body's largest organ is. Uh, it's a trick question. Immediately, you would think that it was the intestine or large intestine, but actually, it's the organ that covers your whole body. It's your skin. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic session. I mean, I feel like you you nailed both of those. They were related. Yeah. And I think we should close it out there. I think that was pretty good. That was great, man. That's great. Uh, and we're again, if you have riddles or trivia you want to try on us, uh, email us at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail dot com. Put riddle or trivia in the subject so we know who to look at it and who not to look at it. And speaking of a friend of ours corrected something, I understand. In I'm an not email corrected. Form. Uh, we did get an email from uh, Pesci here, uh, and I'll just read it to you. Uh, I don't think you've seen this at all, but he says, Hey, fellas, always love me some good battery banter. Uh, this is obviously related <laughs> to. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a great our, opening line. So good. This is related to our previous <laughs> trivia question about 9-volt batteries. And he just wanted to clarify, uh, a 9-volt battery is nothing more than six quadruple A batteries inside that rectangle, rectangular shell. So if you actually unpeel a 9-volt battery, you'll see six uh, quadruple A, which I didn't even know existed. I know about triple A batteries, but I guess these are even thinner and smaller. Wait, so, uh, what, what, quadruple A? He said, "Yeah, yeah." Wow. So as you, he goes on, as you confirmed that all batteries are one point five volts, the six batteries at one point five volts equals nine volts. It's just math. Oh wow! Fascinating. Enjo- enjoying the pod. Happy holidays, Pesci. Thanks, Pesci, Pesci for uh, writing in. We always like little uh, tags to our trivia there. So I, I, yeah, that's awesome. I got to see Pesci for the first time in nine months mm-hmm. outdoors, outdoors with the masks in my front yard. He came by. He was dropping off a, a thoughtful gift. Thank oh, nice. you, Pesci, for the gift. And for those of you who don't know, Pesci does work on your show. Yeah, he's um, he does automation, which means he moves large pieces of scenery using, uh, but by electronic means, by mechanical means, I should say, not. Yeah pulling rope on a rail uh gotcha. maybe gotcha. i'm using theater terms here but he runs automation that's awesome um and he's great at what he does but uh i got to finally see him for the first time in a long time and uh we stood in the the, the front yard and there was like some construction going on across the street that was just super loud it sounded like this guy was like drilling the sidewalk yeah <laughs> so with masks on Six feet away, we're basically yelling <laughs> back and forth to, to to each other with no opportunity to read lips. Most of what we were saying was, what? Huh? <laughs> and every time we started to speak, it would start again. There was no way to get a word in. Meanwhile, as that's happening, my front door only latches from the inside. Mm. So you can lock the door from the inside, but when you step outside, you can't close the door shut. It just sits shut, but you can push it open. Oh, weird. It's not like a normal door. Strange. So I walked out that front door, and the wind kept blowing it open. <laughs> and then the dog would come running outside. So between the dog running outside, the door swinging open, and the construction going across the street, it was one hell of a first get-together in a long time. This seems like <laughs> a sitcom scene. you know. It was. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. So every time the door would blow open, I wouldn't see it. He'd, he'd yell, door. <laughs> so I'd have to run to the door. Meanwhile, the dog runs out, outside. So collecting the dog, closing the door, trying to jury-rig the door shut, and go what and it was just uh it really was right out of a sitcom it was hysterical that's and i'm glad great. i got to mention it here yeah that's so funny that's great uh, <laughs> it's always good to see your magic friends uh but uh you know and and hopefully we'll get to again have more uh uh little gatherings uh as the pandemic uh, gets solved in 2021. Uh, but uh, I was trying to transition. It didn't go as smoothly, uh, but we could watch. That was a transition, huh? No, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is all foggy from unpacking. Uh, but, um, but yeah, you can, if you want to see magicians, go to Facebook, see what I did there. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I see where you're going with it. This is a forced transition, but let's get into this uh, because uh, there's a there's a trend of these uh, these magicians that are um, doing 
magic videos or prank videos or, or, or whatever you want to call them on Facebook that get a lot of views. And uh, there was a recent one that uh, did a prank for their friend. And uh, in it, they exposed a magic secret. And uh, I was just curious what your thoughts were on the video on sacrificing the secrets of our art for likes and uh, you know if that exposure was necessary, or how 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 you think about exposure in general on this uh, online platform. What a biased way to ask the question. The way you framed it, <laughs> sacrificing the secrets of our art for likes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll start by saying that I I, I know the videos in general that you're yeah. referring to, and. Uh, you I'm, probably know them too if you're listening. If you've seen any of these magic videos, they're about three minutes long uh, to reach that monetization mark. Uh, and they usually don't have a reveal until after that three minute mark. So you or, or, or prank through. videos. Yeah. They're not necessarily magic. I'm not sure right. someone just like that stumble across it would even know that the people involved are magicians in many oh, of sure. them. Sure, yeah. Um, but having said that, magic the magic community is very small. So mm-hmm. um, I, for the most part, no most of the people that would appear in in said videos and yeah. some some are friends some I are have acquaintances plenty of friends that are yeah friendly yeah. friends that are doing these and uh, that I enjoy spending time with and so on mm-hmm. um I'll start with that and in terms of exposure with magic huh I don't know I'm not sure. I mean, I know it's not something that I I probably would have done. Right. And I say the word probably, but I guess I wouldn't have unless I really didn't realize I was doing it, which would be hard to do. Um, Yeah, this seemed very intentional. Uh, This is uh, the video in question, and we're we're intentionally not like linking to it because it doesn't need any more views. Uh, But um, basically, it's a standard stage illusion, a principle in stage illusion. That uh, is blatantly explo- uh, exposed by you know hiding a person uh, in a, in a secret means and then using that as a I'm gonna surprise you by jumping out kind of deal I think is that vague enough but also specific enough for people who do know you know the, the, which video we're talking about I think so yeah. um, gosh I feel like I'm at a loss of words for this maybe you should start um, how you feel about it which I think we already have an idea yeah. but. Yeah, uh, I I think it's interesting because the the exposure online debate is one that comes up quite a lot, and I've I've appeared on YouTube uh, videos teaching some methods as well. Uh, I was on a scam school, and I taught uh, you know how to do cube roots in your head and some memorization techniques. Now those are magic tangentially re- tangentially magic related because they're real feats that people did outside of you know magic as well. Uh, and I chose that material very specifically because I knew this was going to live online forever and everything like that. But I also think there's a there's something to teaching magic respectfully and on online and YouTube uh, for those who um, want to learn that way because that's how we continue the art form and make more magicians and so forth. So certain series I think do a good job of respecting the art while still teaching and quote I guess exposing because they are telling methods. But usually they're doing it with either their own material or material they have permission to do or um, stuff that's in the public domain or like really beginner stuff. They're not giving away the huge you know secrets that people are necessarily paid thousands of dollars or whatever to learn uh so i think there's that side of this argument 
But I think there's also this side of the argument of, um, you know, exposure can be justified if it's elevating the art form or has some commentary or you're doing it for a specific reason. I mean, anything in art uh, is uh, you can break the rules if it illuminates or if you're doing it intentionally for, you know, uh, to, to say something more profound. I mean, uh, I had a friend who commented on this video and it was very wise. My friend Alex said, uh, you know, uh, when Penn and Teller came out, they got a lot of criticism for exposing the secrets of magic. They do the cups and balls routine with clear cups. You see how it's done. But they were adding to the art form because it was showing that it's still impressive and still amazing and you really don't know how it's done even when you're seeing it through these clear cups you know it's so so he said maybe i can look at this video through that lens and see what he's adding to the art of magic through his choice of exposing this secret and uh he's like nope there's nothing there <laughs> That's what he concluded, and I agree that this was just exposure for the sake of exposure. It's kind of similar way back when those mass magician specials came out, and he was just exposing things for the sake of exposure. Well, also just to get a paycheck in a TV show, I think, was really what was motivating that. Uh, but that's kind of similar what I'm seeing with these um, these prank videos, magic exposure videos that are just there for likes. And, uh, you know, just to monetize things. So Well, yeah, here's here's what I'll say. Look, I, I Justin, Rick are friends of mine, and I think I'm proud of w what Rick has built and so on. And I think that they are probably very proud of, of some of the work as well and find it to be fulfilling. I believe that. Um, but in the case of this particular instance... I think writing the bits is probably a lot of fun. I think filming them is a lot of fun. And I think they're probably enjoying their work. And this one particular instance may have been short-sighted at best. Mm. Yeah. And I'm. I, it's not that I dislike the whole... I mean, I, I have feelings about the whole genre, but it's not like there's... I think they are working hard and they found a niche and I, you know, I, I appreciate their hustle doing this stuff and finding ways to make money. There's a, there's a lot of that. That's uh, you know, just business savviness that I think is pretty impressive. Uh, is it my cup of tea? No. And uh, you know, again, with some of these friends that are doing these, I've criticized them openly, but I criticize them also to their face uh, because I think as friends, you can do that and ha still have respect in the friendship. Uh, you know, uh, and, and I've had a couple friends who've added little addendums because they're like, you're right. This was, you know, this prank of hanging a dummy off the side of a building can be misconstrued of, you know, something really dangerous. And I don't want people to necessarily think that I want people to be having fun and laughing and not worried, you know, and concerned. <laughs> so they, they added little addendums after I pointed those out. Uh, to them. And I think, I think it's just a balance. I think it's just like, how much do you want to sacrifice your integrity uh, as, you know, a person just for likes? And I think you have kind of have to, I mean, I don't do it, so I don't know the pressure to c keep coming up with content like that. But do you uh, think to them they're sacrificing integrity though? That's my question. For you, it would be, right? But for them, maybe this is fulfilling. Right. Well, I think, I think they, they must be aware of, you know, at least sacrificing integrity 
in the like the mat the communities that they were brought up in you know the magic community and just you know all the the, the we saw the onslaught of magicians criticizing these videos and so forth so they they must be aware does it matter to them that's a different question you know if it's all about you know the the lay public or the views they're getting or so forth then you know maybe that's the balance for them so me personally, I would, you know, be very mindful about what I'm doing uh, and seeing how that affects me going forward. So I don't know. I think it's just an interesting topic, and I I, I don't necessarily blame the or or, or I don't know the word, but <laughs> uh, disparage those who went down this route. But I do think there's a way to do it that it's you know ethical and still entertaining and can fill content for a full three minutes and not just stretch on and on to get to that punchline to f meet the monetization. And I just think, I don't know, uh, it's a lot of content. So I understand that it's, it could be difficult to balance all of those things at the same time. The one thing that's hard for me, and this is going to seem like a small deal, maybe compared to like exposure, which in magic feels like a big deal. And this feel, might feel like a small deal, but for me, the hard part would be the part that to me would feel disingenuous for me personally would be portraying something in a video as if it's real when it's not. Mm. It's one thing to be an actor in a show or even in the context of a reality show. Uh, it's another to present something as found footage. Right. When it's not. So I'm not saying that's wrong to do. I just don't know that it's for me to do. Do you, is that wrong to do? I mean, no, what is that? Or is I that understand. just creating? What is that? I understand what you're saying because, like, imagine, I mean, if we take the classic found footage film Blair Witch Project, you know, that kind of defined that genre. If people, I think most people going to that movie realized it was a movie just shot in that style. Right. I don't think many people were believing this was an actual found footage thing. And this was really happening and witches were coming out of the woods and scaring people. Mm -hmm. Uh I think they were willing to suspend their disbelief. Like when you go see a magic show, you suspend your disbelief and, you know, are agreeing to being, you know, lied to, I guess, in that moment for the sake of the art. Um, so I think, yeah, I think people are aware. And I think it goes back to the, one of the tenets of improv that I, I like to uh, remind people when they're performing too is, you know, play to the top of your intelligence. Your audience is smarter than you think. So when they're doing all these preconceived uh or like very staged elaborate setups i think there's a level where most people realize this is staged and i think you can play to that and not try to you know go all in trying to convince people this is absolutely real well that's the part i yeah the part where you're actually deceiving someone because the only way someone finds out that something's not real is by because some of the acting is better than others <laughs> yeah Right? I mean, yeah. how else would someone know? Right. So. Yeah. And unless you I, know people personally, like we do, uh, some of these creators, and you see someone acting in a way that's like, that's not them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, like, maybe there's a justification for it that would satisfy me, but I don't yeah. know what it is yet. Yeah. I also thought you were originally talking about, like, doing an effect or something magical just that only works on a video format oh, that you can't no, do. No, no, I wasn't person. even referring to that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a whole different conversation and there's merits to, you know, just playing for the platform as well. But yeah, I I just wanted to clarify that that wasn't the the route you're speaking of specifically here. Yeah, no, I just yeah, it's it's uh like I I 
pranks are i know you don't you don't love prank shows in general like on tv and stuff which is no. why you yeah. were originally had a little bit of an aversion when i mentioned impractical jokers because you didn't know it yet right yeah and you're like well i don't really like candid camera type stuff or pranks but it is that is a different mm-hmm. beast but yeah, that's I mean, an improv I, team having fun together and messing with each other that's uh that's a little bit different yeah that yeah I but i i enjoy pranks in general like for the like as much as the next guy as much mm-hmm. as the next gal but um i think real ones that aren't mean-spirited uh, right. Of course, I'm not saying any of these are mean spe- I'm just saying I, I, if a prank is fun, all in good fun and it's real, it can be really fun and I can enjoy it. Um, the rule of pranks I've always learned is the person getting pranked has to have just as much fun or more fun than the person doing the prank once the, yes. once, once the gag is up. And I think a lot of these times because it's staged in a way that the person is clearly in on it like it loses that authenticity or that that sigh of relief at the end that like everything's okay because you know it's just oh it was a put on for me i'm the the viewer the audience member watching the video really is the one getting pranked in this situation (laughs) yeah and i think the answer is probably that it's just impossible to churn out or it's more difficult much more much more difficult to churn out that much content doing them all for real yeah it's just logistically way easier to for the lack of better phrase fake it right um so i think they're probably even having an interesting time sort of straddling the line Mm -hmm. in terms of people who follow the accounts and say oh wait but this is the same person who pretended to be this person's wife in that last video yeah yeah and right, I think so they're also assuming that like most people who are watching are not paying close attention. We're obviously watching more because we know the people and we're seeing these all the time in our feeds. And, you know, I think the majority of people just see one video, share it because they like it to their friends and family, and then they move on and forget about it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. another one comes along and they're like, oh, this is totally separate and different. And I think that perspective is something to consider. For sure. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. Um and it must be interesting. It's it's interesting that it's um, a number of magicians that are involved in it, which is mm-hmm. random because yeah. a lot of the videos aren't magic related, I think. Um, so it's just an interesting uh, interesting path. Yeah. But if you enjoy it and you're good at it, the the few go that I've uh, the 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 ones that I've watched that I have enjoyed the most of all, of the genre are the ones that have like something really magical in it. Uh, you know, someone's levitating in an impossible way. The build up up to it is uh is sometimes difficult for me to get through. But once they get to that reveal of you know so, someone's hand stuck to the wall and they're floating, that's really fun and impressive to look at. And I really like that stuff. And I think that's the thing that irked me about this video was. I think without even that moment of exposure at the beginning of the video, if that was just trimmed off and they did the rest of the video, I think it would have been a great video of, uh, you know, having someone come over and checking out this clear empty box and then someone appears in it. That would have been a good prank without even knowing how it's done. Yeah. Was there probably a better, uh, was there probably a way to do it without the exposure with, with some more thought? Yeah, probably. Um, but what does that mean? What are we supposed to do? Right. Like I think we can only just comment on it like we're doing here on this podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. That's about it. And and does it really affect anything? Um and probably would be uh an argument would be like 
does it affect anything? And the answer is probably no. Right, exactly. The mass magician affected nothing. Yeah, in the long run, you know, people are still going to come uh, see shows. Uh, again, the people that are only interested in looking up exposure videos on YouTube or anything are people interested in magic. And most people like it while they're watching it, but then totally forget about it, or they learn the secret and forget about it and can still get fooled by the same... By the uh, same principle. Same principle. Uh, I think even uh, there's a famous story from Lance Burton after those mass magicians, uh, you know, revealed an illusion. And the next night, Lance is like, put it in my show. And they're like, they just revealed it on this Fox television thing. And he's like, put it in the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that shows the testament of that theory of like people, not everyone's going to see it. And those who did see it aren't going to remember it. And they're still going to get fooled by it. And I he's think also, that's, that's he's awesome. also got a great line. I think this was Lance who said, uh, yeah, when the mass magician came out, I learned a lot of new tricks. <laughs> I also like the, your your southern drawl for your last impression. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think that, that that covers that topic, and we should start to uh, to wrap up our uh, our last episode of 2020, first of 2021. Um, we we had goals. Uh, my goal was to unpack. Uh, and I started that. I'm, I, I got rid of about 10 boxes just by filling up the bookshelf behind me. Uh, and I have another bookshelf to do, and that'll get rid of some more boxes. So that's my goal. And to, to get my studio up and running again so I can start doing some more virtual shows that hopefully I'll uh, be booking throughout uh, the rest of this pandemic uh, and get back to uh, prepping my uh, live shows for when those return. So. A lot of things to look forward. Those are probably long-term goals, a few short-term goals, all for 2021. Uh, but uh, yeah, Matt, what what about you? By the next episode, I'd like to have my Ethernet cord plugged back in because I keep relying on the Wi-Fi for this, and I and I got to get the ether, Ethernet cord from downstairs to upstairs and plugged in, and that's uh, one of my goals. That seems very doable. That is an achievable <laughs> goal. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, your old goal was to make some progress on books. I mean, holiday weekend is a little, uh, or week no, is a little I did. difficult. But I did yeah. actually. Thanks Good. for uh, bringing it up. I, I think I'm like five chapters into Thinking Fast and Slow, and I love it. Oh my yeah. god! Like I know you mentioned it's dense, but I, I can work through it pretty well. And it had mm-hmm. some interesting questions that could be interpreted as trivia. But you already read the book. You might not mm-hmm. remember them, but do mm-hmm. you? Well, we're, that ties into our exposure thing. Like, I read it and I'm interested in it, but I maybe only remembered it while I was reading it, so <laughs> forgot some of the details after the fact. Just get the broad strokes, but uh, yeah. So, if you want to throw it into trivia in the future, I'm I'm game. But uh, maybe I'll have to open up my copy and reread it to prep and study. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because talking about books too, I'm trying to rearrange my bookshelves and. Uh, I'm like categorizing books by topic, but then like there's all these books that don't fit a topic and I don't know what to do with them. So I yeah, think I'm I just going to have a, well. I'm just going to have a, a, a shelf miscellaneous. that's just like miscellaneous, I think. <laughs> yep. Yep. I've got a miscellaneous shelf as well. Yeah. Oh, I mentioned, I forgot. I'm still, uh, uh, I didn't do it this week, but I'm still trying to watch a bunch of one person shows. And I just want to do a shout out to uh, another listener, Bruce, who wrote in uh, to recommend uh, uh, the, the Whoopi Goldberg one person show. Uh, so I'm, uh, I got to track that down. I think it might be through YouTube or 
I think the DVD might be the only copy available. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna check that out. So thanks for the recommendation. Uh, just add it to my list. Is this of new long, or old? One. It's an older special. Okay. I think, okay. I think she might have had uh, two, two different one-person shows. But I think he was uh, specifically talking about the one in the '90s there. When you uh, said DVD, I assumed you meant old. But I just wanted to. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I got I like, rid of most of my DVD, DVDs. Fresh out, like, rent it from Blockbuster. <laughs> I don't even know if I have a DVD player anymore. What? No, I so. do. I do. Oh, yeah. I, I, this is random. I got a DVD for Christmas that I don't remember why I asked for it. What DVD? I, it was called the Arizona Card Expert, and it's not uh-huh. a magician I'm familiar with. And I have no idea. I must have wanted to know, like wanted it for some reason. So I mentioned it to Tiana. She tracked it down. Got it for wow. me for Christmas. I watched it, enjoyed it. Have no idea why I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it in your collection. You never know. Sometimes yeah. with those, you you pick up a gem that you then use forever. Who knows? You know. Yeah. No. No. I did enjoy it, and there were a couple of things that that hopped out to me that I've I've worked on some versions of. But yeah, totally random. Not sure. Can't remember what sparked. Oh, I gotta check out this. Sometimes I'll get a book or whatever just because there's one thing in it that I want to look at yeah. and study. And sometimes by the time the book arrives, I go, "What did I? What, what did I want to look at in here again?" I do that, especially if I if I place the order late at night. Yeah, absolutely, man. So. Well, uh, well, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you haven't followed us on the social medias, go ahead and do that. I try and we try and put up some uh, content uh, at least when the episode drops, so you know. Uh, you can follow us at Mind Magic Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can shoot us an email at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we hope you had a, 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 a interesting 2020, to say the least. And uh, you're probably feeling like us that it's all wrapping up. Uh, and we're pretty excited about that and looking forward to 2021 uh, when life can hopefully resume back to normal. So uh, thank you for joining us as w- this was one of our highlights of 2020 is starting this podcast and being here talking and chatting with you. Uh, so I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Truly. And thank you for the battery knowledge Pesci. If you're still here with us, <laughs> see you next year. Yeah. Thanks so much, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.